0: I'm your host Tefera Jemian and I'm Hannah Bailey. Welcome to Yeah. This is our podcast where we talk about young adult fiction and what it can teach us as adults. This
1: is our book club and you're invited.
0: about Just Listen by Sarah Dessen, uh, touching on friendships, family relationships, um, mental health, uh, sexual assault, eating disorders. Um, just a note that if you are somebody who has, uh, who is triggered by talk of um, eating disorders or sexual health, listen at your own discretion.
1: So if you haven't read the book or if it's been a while, uh, Just Listen Is centers around a girl named Annabelle who is dealing with a lot of things, which we're going to go into. Um, But I'm I'm trying to figure out to synopsis this well without spoiling anything. Um, But so essentially, Annabelle is she's in high school. She's in her second or second last or last year of high school, and she um, she's a model. And she's dealing with kind of... She's coming back to school after the dissolution of her like major friendship. And is coming into a situation where she's kind of being ostracized by everybody. And you don't, until the end of the book, find out exactly what the incident that caused that is. But she she hints at it throughout the book. Um, And then, so the story is really about her kind of... Navigating her relationships with her family and also um, kind of navigating her relationship with herself and to her relationship to to the incident that happened that triggered uh, this kind of falling out with her friend and and her isolation. Uh, And it's also the story of her kind of forming a friendship with someone who she didn't expect to form a friendship with and kind of what that teaches her
0: it's a really good book <laughs>
1: it's a very good it's, book it,
0: i think i read this book first in high school it came out in 2006 so and at the time i was reading sarah Desson's novels as they came out so i yes. probably i probably read it pretty close to 2006 when i was about 15 mm-hmm. which i think is the same as Annabella's she's yeah, she's I in think her she's, sophomore or junior yeah, year yeah she's I'm 15 not sure or 16 yeah yeah um uh Sarah dessen is a just an outstanding author in the genre. I think there's plenty about there's plenty that you can criticize about some of her perspectives, but um, in terms of pacing, in terms of relatable characters, in terms of realistic relationships, it's just beautiful, beautifully done. Um, Mm -hmm. So yeah, so let's dig
1: into it. Yeah, and this. So I think the reason why we chose this book of all Sarah desson's books is because it... Well, we we think it's probably the best, but it deals with so much Mm -hmm. uh, and in really interesting and nuanced and honest ways. Mm -hmm. Uh, So I think the first thing that we want to talk about is like the friendships and family relationship dynamics that are happening in the book, because there's a lot to dig into. Yeah. Uh, So brief... I guess brief character summary is so Annabelle's the main character. Uh, her mom and her dad are also prominent in in her life and in the plot. And her mom, uh, so her mom kind of takes charge of all of her modeling work that she does, and mm-hmm. that's something that's very important to her mother. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then also her sisters. Uh, so she has an older sister. Kirsten Kirsten and a younger sister Whitney So mm, Whitney's older as well Anadol- Oh, Whitney's older Anadol's Anadol's also the she's the yeah. she's the youngest Whitney's in the middle mm-hmm. yeah uh and so Kirsten doesn't live at home but she's still a major force mm-hmm. and then Whitney is currently also living in their parents house because she's recovering from anorexia mm-hmm.
0: um, um Kirsten um, and Whitney both model also yes uh, or
1: did not currently at the time of the... Yeah, yeah. When the models... When the books... That start. modeling has been yes. a big part of, of their family of life. Of all their life, yeah.
0: Um, so Annabelle also has, uh, at the beginning of the book, kind of two major friendships that she talks about. Yes. One with Clark, who she's known since she was, you know, a little, little kid. Like a little kid, or yeah. I think a toddler. Mm-hmm. Um and then Sophie, who she met at 12 or 13. And Sophie, the friendship with Sophie is really central to the book because Sophie is somebody who runs really hot and cold yes. on people and, uh, and has gone cold on Annabelle at the beginning of the book and, and leaves Annabelle feeling sort of at yes. odds. Um, and then also uh, new friendships. So new old friendship with Clark, mm-hmm. who she's been out of touch with for a while. Yeah. And a new friendship with Owen,
1: the other uh, the other interesting dynamic mm-hmm. I think to, to mention is that the friendship with she tells this story early in the book, the friendship with Clark dissolved
0: Around Around Sophie.
1: the same time that she started being friends with Sophie yeah. and Sophie was involved in that. Mm-hmm,
0: in the dissolution. Yes. Um I love the sister relationships in yes. in this book. I, I have sisters. I know Hannah doesn't have sisters. I, do I not. have um four sisters. Yes. One brother. <laughs> um the youngest. And uh, the sister relation. I am also yeah, so I'm the youngest like Annabelle. Mm-hmm. And um I've also felt very strongly like the like the sisters who are closest to me in age um are very similar in character to Annabelle's sisters Kristen and Whitney so I feel a real like connection. A personal connection to these relationships mm-hmm. I mean my sister did not um, suffer from anorexia but in terms of one being very effusive and bubbly and outgoing mm-hmm. and the other being very um, uh, more reserved like and more sort of type a high functioning like yeah. um one thing I really appreciated with the sister relationships. So, mm-hmm. Annabelle throughout the book uh, talks a lot about characterizing her sisters. She has yes. these really clear roles that her sisters play in her mind. Mm-hmm. And then, towards the end of the book, uh, it becomes really clear that both her sisters also have this that- sense of my sisters have these very clear roles and I don't. Yes. I'm the one who doesn't have this clear purpose and character
1: yeah so all of that think all of them think that sort of about each other which is really interesting exactly
0: and I I love that I love that revelation I love the Mm -hmm. process in this book of of Annabelle slowly realizing um that her her sisters are individuals just like her Mm -hmm. um yeah and it's just very very beautiful it's really beautiful
1: Yeah. yeah there's a well, there's one of those gorgeous Saridesan writing moments where mm-hmm. kind of early in the book, Annabelle has this metaphor in her mind, like two mm-hmm. pictures of what she sees her sister as, as and then she revisits that much mm-hmm. later and kind of... And revises re- it. Revises what those yeah. images are. And it's really a beautiful moment of her kind of like seeing them yeah. more clearly. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Which is really cool.
0: Yeah. Um, her relationship with her parents is also
1: really... Very interesting. Yeah. And... Uh,
0: I think sort of recognizably at least recognizably for me well I mean maybe less with my experience but she talks the most with her mom spends the most time with her mom mm-hmm. doesn't spend that much time with her dad but really loves her dad Yeah
1: you um, get, and that it that's an inter- that was a very interesting dynamic cuz it it lines up similarly to my relationship with my parents okay. a little bit and yeah. that Yeah, she's very. She spends the most time with her mother, but but you get the sense that she's sometimes more comfortable around her father. Yeah, yeah. Um, Even though she doesn't really talk to him about like feelings or anything, Mm -hmm. but her relationship with her mother is very complicated Mm -hmm. and and not fraught exactly, but it's very complicated. Well,
0: Annabelle feels responsible. A (laughs) responsible Annabelle is um, Mm responsible for. For, for her, her mother for uh playing a certain role yes there's this tension throughout the book where annabelle wants to stop modeling but she doesn't think she can
1: because she doesn't um, think she can and a really take it away from her mother exactly that's um yeah i'd forgotten about this whole narrative in the book mm-hmm. is that um so annabelle's mother a few years previous um I think about five, five yeah years. was yeah. in a very deep depression after her own mother died mm-hmm. um, and so so she describes it as her mother is is doing a lot better now but she's always worried yeah and she always feels like anything that she might do that kind of breaks script mm-hmm. uh, could send her back there
0: And what I find really interesting about that, a reading through it because mm-hmm. through this whole book there's there's a, a big terrible secret Annabelle is keeping yes and she's really keeping it to protect her parents yeah she that's doesn't want thing. to worry her parents and what I think is really amazing is that um you know Whitney also has this Whitney is keeping her eating disorder secret yes uh Annabelle ends up uncovering that Kirsten's Mm -hmm. been trying to and and Whitney has been really successfully talking her parents down and telling them you know Kirsten's too worried. Uh, Annabelle is the one who who you know discovers that Whitney is very sick and calls her parents and um, the idea of having a child starving herself to death is terrifying. Yes. Annabelle does not put together okay my mom saw Whitney in this state and didn't fall apart. Therefore, True. I can come clean can. to her. She sees it as crap. My this mom is dealing with happened. another big thing. I cannot give her I another. I cannot give her another thing. Yeah. yeah.
1: She, throughout the book, there's a the very strong theme of Annabelle is, feels like she has to do a lot of emotional labor to to protect her mom. Yeah. And to... Uh, and to not make trouble. To not make trouble. To not make things more difficult. There's a really heart-wrenching scene after her first day back at school, which is just like a huge shitstorm, um, and I think I think it involves her like throwing up yeah. <laughs> at lunch and just like like everything is awful, and and she comes home or she calls her mom or something and her mom is like, "Tell me what happened. Like, tell me something good mm-hmm. about your day." And, and it's just this, this scene of Annabelle, like, trying to find the smallest thing that she can spin into a positive and, like, building this elaborate, like, half-lie, um, of what her life is like to make her mother happy. Yeah. Um
0: yeah that's yeah that's a really that scene was really familiar for me, so i like i said, i just i I relate to so much of Annabelle's yeah. life, and uh my mom was sick growing up my mom my mom is still uh she's disabled, but she got sick when I was very little. Mm-hmm. and um certainly through high school, uh I did that. You know I would come home after this rotten rotten day because I had a rough time in high school I had some Mm -hmm. some you know mental health struggles and um I would come home and I remember like we had a little outdoor mudroom so I'd go in and I would like stop at the door and take a breath and like like arrange my face and fix my posture and then like I remember being like, "Okay, I can hold this for like 10 minutes so I can go tell mom about my day and then I can go upstairs and cry in my room. And like it it just I think when I read this book, I was kind of right in the middle of the worst of that. Um, And there's something really nice about going back to it as an adult and seeing it from like a much gentler, more compassionate perspective Mm -hmm. and just like oh yeah you don't you don't need to do that (laughs) like yeah yeah
1: um and I think one of my favorite things about this book in in that context is that it ends with her telling her parents mm -hmm. and it's okay
0: I mean it's more than okay it's really good it's really
1: good it's really cathartic for their family yeah and it Um, does
0: social good like yes yeah that too yeah
1: um and and yeah, like it's she. So she kind of learns that that this all this sort of work that she's been doing is maybe maybe she doesn't have to keep doing it all the yeah. time. Um, and I think that that's really really valuable as well. Yes. Um, to to kind of from like from a perspective of somebody who maybe has felt that way to be like mm-hmm. okay, like maybe. Maybe I don't have to take all this responsibility yeah. on. Um, I also think that this is a book that, like, every parent should read. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Because I think a lot of parents don't know how much emotional labor their kids feel like they have to and like, perform for and like them.
0: the parent – like, your parents – if you're parents and you don't think you're putting pressure on your kids to do that, you know, you might not be. You might you, – yeah. You might not be putting any pressure on your kid, I think. But they – <laughs> that can
1: still come from, like, inside. And I think especially,
0: yeah. especially if you have, like, an empathetic kid. Yeah, If you have an intuitive, empathic child who tends to really pick up on people being upset. Yeah, Who tends to really pick up on people being hurt. And I think as a parent, you know, if you have yeah. one. I have one. <laughs> there are four, and I already know I have one. Um, yeah. Just be aware that, like... It's not necessarily anything you're doing.
1: Yeah. It can it's just a, be like a personality yeah. thing. Yeah. Um, it's I know I also have that personality. Yeah. yeah. It's so. like it doesn't
0: mean you're being a bad parent if mm-hmm. your kid is having this
1: instinct. Yes. You just like. It's something that you yeah. can work to You can to be help. aware of. Yeah. Be yeah. aware of. And like.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, exactly. Anyway. This, this PSA brought to you by. <laughs> empathic children who are now adults. Yes. <laughs> um, yeah, so yeah. so to get into the friendships really, I think mm-hmm. um we kind of also have to get into some of the mental health.
1: Yeah, stuff. it's going to be a little bit of a a mixture. Mm-hmm. Um but so we we introduce the two so Clark and Sophie are the two the two friendships at the start of the book and yeah. then um, the one that kind of develops throughout the book is um, with uh, someone called Owen. Owen. And also Raleigh. Oh, also yep. Raleigh, yeah. Also Raleigh, less so. Less, but less of a personal so, but friendship. he's, yeah, he's around, so mm-hmm. he's a friend of mm-hmm. Owen's. So um, I think I love, another thing that I, we didn't touch on in our notes, but I love is that it also, the book also plays with kind of not taking people at face value, because mm-hmm. um, Owen is set up to be scary as heck. Yeah, uh, so he's like six four. Yeah. Um, doesn't talk to anybody. Just like sits. Always has his earphones always has in. his earphones in. Much um, like our
0: producer Tom Zalatni. <laughs> there was a
1: there was an incident I think a year previously where he. Like decked a guy in the school parking lot and got suspended. He got suspended and did he didn't go to jail or anything. No, he so he got suspended went, for a
0: month and then and later he vanished for like the rest of the school year and nobody right, knew what was going on. Right. And it comes out later that he had gotten in a fight and had ended up uh, having court ordered anger management and like yes. his mom had just kind of pulled him out for a bit to, to help kind him of, focus. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. So this. So so he is set up to be, you know, very scary, intimidating, mm-hmm. um, but, but then through kind of circumstance, Annabelle gets to know him mm-hmm. and kind of has all of her expectations of yeah. what he is like overturned. And he is really he is the only person who, kind of by chance, sees what is happening to Annabelle. Yeah. And how she's feeling and kind of is the person who is like, hey, do you need some something?
0: Yeah. Or even just yeah. like, like even the first time
1: the first time he gives interact, her a ride home. He, gives he her... doesn't ask
0: her, do you need anything? He says, you need a ride. Yeah. Well, Come he, on. Like, even
1: before yeah. then, he, so he, he witnesses an incident where Annabelle sees her, her attacker. Yeah. And then kind of has a panic attack and throws up in the bushes behind the school. Yeah. And and he just I think he he comes and just like hands her a Kleenex.
0: Yeah, he helps her up. He yeah. like you know, brings her to a bench and she starts crying. And it's, it's this yeah. great scene where he's rummaging around in her backpack, <laughs> in his backpack. And she's sitting there like, I know okay, I should be brilliant. nervous. Who knows what he has in his ba- Like, who knows what he has hears, in like, his like,
1: clunking around. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> and then he pulls out a pack of Kleenex and, like, g- gives... And, and there's this really one. charming
1: scene where it's like she's like he pulls out a crumpled pack of kleenex and like smooths it out against his chest yeah. and then pulls one out and hands yeah it to her. it's um it's very and i sweet. mean and
0: owen really is he's this he, nurturing sweet kid yeah. um also i mean i hadn't realized this until rereading it this time this yeah. hadn't hit me i've read this book probably a dozen times <laughs> but um He's such a nerd. Oh, he's a huge nerd. He's such a nerd and I think I had I had always <laughs> oh, he's seen an enormous that. Nerd. So he's a big music nerd and he has yeah. a radio station. Um, and um I I think when I read it as a teenager I'd been like Oh, he is so smart so about cool. music and he knows stuff, and I don't know stuff because I'm I so dumb. And then, like, reading it as an adult is just, he's like, just oh, like, okay. A huge nerd. He's a big music nerd. He's discovering experimental music for the first time and he's geeking yeah. out about it. Like, yeah. You know, and he thinks that, like, nobody else has ever s- discovered experimental music. Yeah. Um, <laughs> And it's great because, like, he's a giant nerd. He has really strong opinions. Mm -hmm. But he also can totally take it when Annabelle is like, no, this music is
1: shit. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) uh, Yeah, it's really great. Um, And he and even with the because there's this really great bit where. So she she before she speaks to him, she kind of imagines what music he's listening to yeah. always. And so she's imagining, like, death metal, yeah. uh, whatever. And then she gets in his car, and he's playing, like, Mayan spiritual chants. Yes. And it's, like, this <laughs> really great, like, I don't understand anything anymore yeah. moment.
0: Yeah. But, I mean, uh, Annabelle is a very unreliable narrator. Yes. And when you read the book, and when, uh, I mean... Pretty much everybody throughout this Mm -hmm. book, she has one expectation of who they are and especially what they
1: think of her. Yes, that's a huge And I was thinking
0: about, you were talking about how at the beginning of the book, she is being very ostracized. Mm -hmm. Um, I was noticing this time around, she's not as ostracized as she thinks she is. She's looking around and she's thinking, everybody knows, everybody's talking about it.
1: Yeah, that's true, because then you find out later that Owen had no idea what the... Owen had no idea. Um, Um, There's,
0: like, a handful who were in her social circle, and, of course, losing your social circle is is devastating. It is devastating, At any age. That's just... That's that's Mm -hmm. a really hard thing. Um, But like there are some she, she's just filmed a commercial that's just come out mm-hmm. and some of the guys in her class are teasing her about it and she's like oh like yeah they know everybody knows but it doesn't it doesn't seem like everybody knows it doesn't yeah. seem like everybody's ostracizing her it's, and this comes up a lot of it is yeah in her because she is she she's feels assuming. that she should not be Associating, She feels that she deserves to be ostracized. Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, and this happens really clearly with Clark. So Clark, yes. who had been her best friend, uh, one night Sophie invited Annabelle out to, like, make out with mm-hmm. some boys at the pool. And Clark was like, I don't want to do this. I am not interested in this. Mm-hmm. Um... And Annabelle basically like blew Clark off and ditched her, yeah. And then they never spoke again because yeah. Annabelle was really, really scared of mm-hmm. ditched her twice. Doing is that
1: the important, yeah. Because um, then Clark comes to get her, yeah, and kind of bring her home, mm-hmm. and Annabelle. Annabelle ditches her, and also Sophie her. makes fun of Clark. And Sophie makes fun of Clark, and, and Annabelle, Annabelle says, says nothing. nothing. Yeah.
0: Um. Um. But when Annabelle finally, finally talks to Clark years, years later. Mm-hmm. Uh, clark's perception was that annabelle dated her her and ditched her
1: yeah yeah because annabelle tries to talk to her once right after it happens Mm -hmm. and then when clark doesn't engage Mm -hmm. she decides that clark hates her forever and she just needs to stay away and yeah it's it's a really fascinating turnaround when clark's like that's like what? you hate me yeah <laughs> no, yeah I don't yeah. hate you you hate me yeah that's that's what's going on mm-hmm. and and then there's a similar it's very interesting because then after that there's a similar moment later with Owen yeah um yeah yeah she's
0: she tends to think that any mistake is unforgivable
1: yes um yeah I think. Which I think plays on what comes from she, she really doesn't think she's worthy of these friendships, yeah. um, and so, so she kind of assumes that. That yeah, if she screws up once, she's done. Mm-hmm.
0: And it's really interesting too because mm-hmm. I mean I think to talk about that and and how that pattern established, we have to talk mm-hmm. about Sophie. Yes, because when Annabelle first meets Sophie. They're 12 and it's it's mm-hmm. this age, you know, where uh, with with especially with teenage girls, I think just puberty is kind mm-hmm. of a wild card whether you've gone through it or not. Yes. And uh, there are some kids who are really definitely teenagers already at 12 and some mm-hmm. teenagers who some kids who are really definitely still kids, still kids. at 12 Um. And it's just a tricky age for friend groups because of that. Yes. Because, because you have some... I mean, there's also just difference in, differences in interests. Like, some kids hit puberty and don't, like, but, go boy and fashion crazy. And some yeah. kids hit puberty and do. And do. Sophie comes in having moved in from Dallas. Mm-hmm. And uh, really, it seems, like, determined to create herself a new life and a new image. Yes. Um, and really presents herself as like I'm way too good for you guys but I will hang out with you yes and uh Clark doesn't fall for it at all Mm -hmm. Clark actually finally approaches her at a point when there's like a chink in Sophie's armor yes (laughs) um but Annabelle is kind of like oh my god she's so glamorous
1: (laughs) yeah she's very (laughs) caught up in in this whirlwind Topics of High Importance, a podcast where we get high and explore food, science, gaming, pop culture, and beyond. Filled with super tangents, forgetful flubs, and that awkward kind of tension that can only be produced by a married couple. Topics of High Importance on the Upford Network. Join us, won't you? (laughs) I'm Tom Zalatni host and producer of Up for Discussion, a long running comedy podcast on the Upford network. Every week, me and my team of hilarious improvisers use audience submitted questions to dive deep and delicious into every topic under the sun. Nothing is off limits. The audience has full control. It's like going to an improv show, only it's in your ears and nobody's asking to see a scene about sex toys, hopefully. One reviewer called it an underappreciated cult classic. Another reviewer called it, Not a Very Compelling Product. Go check it out and see for yourself. The Up for Discussion Podcast. Available wherever fine podcasts are sold. Yeah, do we want to talk about uh, Annabelle's Assault? Or do we want yeah. to talk about... Yeah, let's yeah, do that no, and I then think, we'll do I mental think, health stuff afterwards. That makes we more need sense. To, um, yeah. No, we're just talking about order. Yeah.
0: Well, I think it's all kind of one big stew. Yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah.
1: Um...
0: But yes, the big secret Annabelle has been keeping through the Mm -hmm. whole book. uh,
1: Yeah, is... um, So Sophie... Sophie had a boyfriend. I think that... Has, has, yeah. Has a boyfriend. Um, And at the end... At the end of the school year, the previous year, um, he sexually assaults Annabelle at a party. Mm -hmm. Um, And Sophie walks into the room... As this is happening and perceives it as her friend cheating, like her friend betraying her by sleeping with her boyfriend. Mm-hmm. Um and and then Sophie's just, just cuts Annabelle off, completely. cuts Annabelle off. Um and I don't I don't know if so if Annabelle even really tries to explain herself. Um, no, she, she, she does. does. She does. She does right when it happens. So she tries to explain yeah.
0: herself. Will, uh, Sophie's but boyfriend Will, very quickly is like, Well, she threw herself at me. Yes. And Sophie. And he's the one who's believed. Believes him. Yeah. Sophie also, there has been a pattern. There's been a pattern of this. Uh, in their relationship of Will, what Sophie sees as cheating, cheating on, on her. Him. Although it comes up later that, that, that he has a pattern of assaulting, of assaulting women. women. Yeah.
1: Um, um,
0: and and Sophie, I'm, I'm looking. I'll see if I can find it later. I'm looking for a quote, but Sophie says, uh, if you know that a guy has a girlfriend, mm-hmm. um, you make sure that you are never seen doing anything that could be misinterpreted. And if you are, that's on you. Yes. Sophie, Sophie and she says that several times. Uh, yes. Really just like... If a guy has a girlfriend, if you are anywhere near him... Then Then it's comparable. your fault. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, like...
1: Yeah. Clearly. Clearly. <laughs> clearly. No. Um, also blaming the wrong person. Well, exactly. Um, it's it's
0: she, because she will not give Will any she was, responsibility. No, none
1: none of the responsibility, none of the blame. Um, um, and I do
0: think we have to see Sophie as another one of Will's victims. Oh, yeah. Even though she's... Uh, not a nice person. <laughs> yeah. Um, and she has very few redeeming qualities.
1: Mhm. Um, oh, she's being pretty pretty jerked around. And you He's you also older. He's, he's, yeah, older. he's several years older. Yeah, several years <laughs> older. You also get the get the <laughs> picture. It's not delved into that Sophie doesn't have a great family situation mm-hmm. or a great
0: Yeah. Her, well, her dad kind of ditched her. Yes. So she, her dad and mom had a uh A complicated divorce, and Mm -hmm. her dad kind of instead of working with it, just sort of cut them off. Yeah, I actually uh, one of the issues I have. I feel Mm -hmm. like it's kind of lazy and kind of easy to make Sophie the child of a broken home. Yeah, that's that's one of the things that I have Mm -hmm. a little bit of an issue with, and it's something that does come up in Sarah Dustin a fair bit. That's true. That if there's a kid who is acting out, especially a girl who's sexually active yeah it's because yeah. she comes from a, a broken home and mm-hmm. uh i mean a i have a lot of trouble with that not a lot of trouble i have i have beef <laughs> with the idea that a divorced family is a broken family yes uh because i don't think that's true mm-hmm. um But I also feel that it kind of, it's kind of an easy way out. Yes. And it's kind of an idea, I think, that originated in the 80s and really should have Mm -hmm. stayed in the 80s. Yeah. That any kind of difficulty in your teenage years goes back to your home life. Yeah. Uh, I mean, obviously, parents have a great, Mm -hmm. have a huge effect, have a lot of responsibility, but... um,
1: But it can also, you know, Sophie might
0: have had an, you know, maybe her parents got divorced and her dad was awful and she had an awesome mom who took that as an opportunity to like instill her with really good self-esteem and like, Mm -hmm. you know, you don't need guys to tell you your worth, you have worth. Mm -hmm. Um, I just kind of, I feel like there's not enough information there.
1: You can't just say her dad
0: walked out. You have to also
1: get into her mom somewhat you know yeah yeah and you don't get anything about yeah. her mom in the book
0: yeah and I mean clearly like mm-hmm. to be fair to Sarah Dessen Annabelle has two parents in a healthy marriage with a lot of money yeah. and her family still has a lot of yeah. trouble yeah um, but I, yeah it's I feel true that she that's... does
1: she does go into that trope a fair bit
0: yeah I feel that that's just kind of lazy storytelling and uh, mm-hmm. irresponsible kinda. yeah yeah um, mm-hmm. but anyway, I mean, yes, the the idea is that Sophie has a troubled home life and looks for worth in the guy she dates, which yes. is absolutely a real thing that happens. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um mm-hmm. I'm just really tired of like, bad. oh, she dates bad guys. Oh, she must have daddy issues.
1: Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 That's very fair. Um. Um... I think the other the other thing that's actually going back to Sophie's relationship history that's that's important is that Will was her first like re like long term relationship like she'd had a lot of like kind of disposable boyfriends that um, she was very much the one in control. You get the idea. like yeah. not the one but like that she was like fully. Con- She she had control over the situation. She decided. decided, Yeah, Yeah. exactly, and she was not kind of under anyone's spell. Yeah. Um. And then and then Will comes along, and that changes for her. Mm -hmm. Um. Mm -hmm. And 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 this becomes like very. This relationship becomes like the most important thing.
0: Yeah, and he exerts enough control over her life that he can cheat on her repeatedly, and, and and. she will will ignore it
1: ignore it yeah Yeah. she'll blame other people and yeah
0: yeah. um yeah the thing i found really interesting just looping back for a minute Mm -hmm. to talking about annabelle's perceived ostracization um for annabelle sophie kind of hung the sun moon and stars sophie is the epitome of yes but that's not necessarily the case for for the rest of the school, right? No. And we see this all Annabelle when, perceives that to be the case. Yes. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. And we see this with uh, when Sophie first shows up mm-hmm. and she tries to insert herself into the popular girls' crowd who are yes, like sixteen. Who are but she's 12. several years older
1: than them. Yeah. Um
0: and Annabelle's sister Kirsten is one of those girls. And mm-hmm. for them, it's who's this twelve-year-old <laughs> yeah. who's Constantly hanging out with us and is like a total jerk to my little sister yes um I, I just I think it's really neat how Dessen shows Sophie from a lot of different perspectives yes but also makes it clear that Annabelle can only see her from one mm-hmm. um,
1: yeah she yeah yeah it's yeah. very it's a very it's like she's just very good yeah. at uh... she's a very good writer yeah um. So, do we want to let's dive into the the mental health stuff because
0: sure we've been talking around it a we bit.
1: have been because mm-hmm. the book deals with so much in a really interesting and good way yeah um so so you have Whitney's eating disorder which is mm-hmm. very prominently treated um you have it's never named but Annabelle's PTSD yeah um. And you also have Owen's anger issues uh, that he is really frank about and really open about. Mm -hmm. Uh, And actually, it's one of the things that I love about the treatment of mental health in this book is that I find often in young adult novels, um, like, when characters have mental health issues, therapy is either not an option or, like talking about in a very dismissive way like therapy is not helping it's making everything worse and like that happens that is a real thing that happens sometimes but um but sometimes it's also very helpful yeah and this is a book that shows therapy helping yeah uh both both with whitney uh who starts like a new kind of alternative therapy program that like really does kind of help mm-hmm. her make steps towards recovery. And and also Owen with his anger management, which was Court mandated, but he like he has embraced it. Yeah. Um and actually like starts teaching some of the techniques to Annabelle. Yeah. Um I, and I mean which at, is really first, cool.
0: at first it's because he's teaching her how to interact with him. Yes. At first it's, you know, yeah, if you say any if I say something hurtful you can tell me to like rephrase and redirect. Yes. Um um, but then the, he starts
1: using the language to, yeah, to kind of call her out as well. Um yeah. I and think get her to express herself more clearly.
0: Yeah, exactly. I think one really beautiful thing we have in this book is we have Owen who has gone through therapy, mm-hmm. and it's really helped him. Whitney who is going through therapy, and at first is going, "This woman is insane. She's a kook."
1: This is yeah. Uh, this is why. Why am I being made to do this? Yeah, it's not going to do anything good.
0: And then. At the end, has been committed to it is yeah is improving is healing, mm-hmm. and Annabelle who just has not asked for help at all yes. has not had an outburst that people identify. Mm-hmm. um One of the really beautiful things that happens is Owen and Annabelle comparing their ideas of what freaking out is. Yes, because yeah, I really I, mean, I think this scene. draws attention. There is really an epidemic with certain kinds of mental health issues of boys getting treated for them and girls not. Yes. Because girls respond differently, because girls are socialized differently. hmm For Owen, freaking out is punching somebody. Yelling, screaming, punching somebody. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. For Annabelle, freaking out is shutting down and running away. Yeah. Um, and
1: that's... And that's a much less attention-grabbing kind yeah. of freaking out. Yeah.
0: Um uh, I also I just wanna I, I wanna justify Owen for a minute. The first time he punches somebody, he gets punched first. Yes. By some bratty little punk who tries to get a rise out of him, yeah. doesn't get a rise out of him, and
1: therefore yeah, decides like to punch him in hard the face. To walk away that first incident.
0: And uh we could say something about, you know, the kid who's brother is captain of the lacrosse team and who's very involved in the school not getting in trouble not for getting. punching owen and owen who's a tall kind of uh Scary introverted
1: introverted
0: son of a single mom getting suspended for a month
1: yeah <laughs> um, i just wanna yeah.
0: i just wanna stick up for owen there for a minute um oh yeah yeah yeah,
1: yeah. Yeah, I I love Owen so much as a character. I love him. He is yes. just so good. <laughs> yeah. Uh. Um, the other thing that's interesting, I think this this dovetails with mental health, is um, Owen has a policy of total honesty. Yeah. Um, so he will, if you ask him a direct question, he will tell you the truth. Um, and this is like revolutionary and yeah. wild to Annabelle, um, who is like so used to lying to protect people yeah um or to or to protect herself yeah um and and so that kind of journey of her kind of learning to be Mm -hmm. able to be a little bit more honest with owen is really interesting Mm -hmm. um and it also brings up interesting kind of self-esteem issues for her because he starts describing her as honest and she's Mm -hmm. like that's what you think but that's like a just a lie that's not that's not what I'm like Mm -hmm. um yeah that's actually
0: we we talked about Annabelle's perceptions of other people's changing we didn't talk about Annabelle's perception of herself herself
1: yeah yeah um because yeah Owen has an idea of her that Mm -hmm. that is earned because it's the way that she acts around him Mm -hmm. um but she does not think that she deserves his good opinion of her yeah Um, I mean,
0: and she does. Like, all it's been is somebody uh, uh, relating to her in a way that makes her comfortable, that brings her out, you know. Mm -hmm. Um, She could have lied to him. Oh, yeah. And she didn't want to. mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, Yeah. Yeah, and that's really uh, beautiful. And also, Mm -hmm. I mean, I think the... I noticed this again after she finally opens up to Owen about being assaulted which is after she she is triggered at an event Mm -hmm. she bails on him and then she doesn't speak to him again for a few months yes um and when he he finally just like does she no first he confronts her about it and she shuts down
1: down, and then they kind of don't talk for a couple of months and then she finally um, goes to find him yeah, well she she has this moment that's really beautiful where she um so he has been making her mix CDs. Yeah. Um to to kind of introduce her to some <laughs> to of his music. Her. <laughs> and so he, she's been listening to them even after they they have their falling out. Mm-hmm. And so the last one that he makes her, he writes on it just listen and doesn't give her a track list. Mm-hmm. Um and so she puts it in her C D player and she turns it on and by some like mistake, it's blank. Um, But then she just has this moment where she, like, sits there for, like, an hour listening to nothing and, like, finally listens to herself. Yeah. Um, And that, I believe, is the impetus of her going mm-hmm. to see Owen. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, and that's the first time she goes back and remembers. What happened, yeah. What happened and actually thinks through it and mm-hmm. actually... You know, before that, what we've heard is kind of this wall of her running up against Sophie, blaming her, running up against what people are saying about her, not actually going back and relating this um, really violent uh, event, which um, I noticed when I read this, I think because I I am an assault survivor, I tend to kind of skim um, Yeah. Uh, these scenes, and and I'm in a better place now than I have been mm-hmm. in a while. So I actually read the scene this time and mm-hmm. realized it's it's so violent, it's super violent. I had always kind of read it as as more like a, a coercion, um, like a like a talking somebody into something yeah. scene, which is it's also not. violent,
1: which also yes,
0: <laughs> but it is it's like a physically violent, aggressive, Very. event, yeah, um and that just makes Sophie's denial of it so So much much worse worse. yeah yeah (laughs) Um, because I do believe that there are you know sexual assaults that it's harder to see yes Um, but yeah she finally goes back and relives it and Mm -hmm. when she tells Owen what's been Mm -hmm. going on he stops being mad and he yes. responds exactly as he should yes, by saying I am so, so sorry, sorry all that happened to you mm-hmm. and I think that's the first time Annabelle has heard anybody refer to it as something that happened to her
1: yes um, yeah, which, she's used to it being framed as something she did yeah and um, it's
0: that is I mean for for a survivor of any kind of violence any kind of abuse that is so powerful to mm-hmm. have somebody take the responsibility and put it where it belongs yes um, And, and you know, she, I think, has been scared to tell people because she's afraid that they will repeat what Sophie says.
1: Yeah. yeah, so, She's afraid that she won't be believed, which yeah. stops her from even trying.
0: Which, to be fair, like in this world, is, this was pre-Steubenville. This is pre- a really really yeah. big
1: fear. Yeah. This it's a pre- really real fear.
0: Pre-Steubenville, pre-Brock Turner, before people started talking about sexual assault before people started using words like victim blaming like yeah this is early early. this is before that was part of the common parlance and Mm -hmm. um unfortunately, like even today, even when we've been talking about it for Mm -hmm. 10 years, 12 years, it's still still people will say, well, what did you what did you do? What Mm -hmm. did you what were you wearing? Why did you go into that room? Yeah.
1: And that's very much the narrative she faces is you were talking to him earlier. Mm -hmm. You why did you go into a room alone with him? Mm -hmm. Never mind that she didn't know it was him. Yeah. She thought it was somebody else. She thought it was her very (laughs) drunk friend who she was trying to help. Yeah yeah
0: um yeah so her fear is merited like I don't we can't blame her for being quiet about it we do live in a world where women get blamed for uh being assaulted yes um and it's so powerful I really this book is just so ahead of its time um for being a book that says like absolutely no. not not your fault <laughs> um and that's everybody's response yeah when she starts telling other people that's everybody's response
1: which is yeah beautiful. and he will goes to
0: jail and gets punched
1: in the face yes oh it's so good <laughs> um, um and but- yeah well there's this really there's this really powerful moment where um when when Annabelle realizes that she doesn't have to stay silent, which is another girl that she knows, yeah. gets assaulted by Will, and so she 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 sees she hears the the gossip and sees the girl in the aftermath and is like, oh, the same thing happened to her, yeah, and and then what she doesn't expect is that uh, that girl then goes to the police, yeah. Um, Emily goes and tells, and Annabelle has this moment of like Annabelle. I, no, Emily told, and
0: she has her mother with her. Yes, too, which is like, yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Um, and she's another model. She's yes. she's you know another model with a mom who's very involved. Like she's very really mm-hmm. similarities. Yes, in her life to Annabelle. Then, and she's a year younger.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, yeah, yeah, but it's and and. Emily finds Annabelle and gives her the card for the DA and says, like, I don't know, but I think this is what happened to you. Yes. And I'm so sorry that because she followed Sophie's lead and cut Annabelle off. Yeah. um, And that's a powerful scene. Mm-hmm.
1: And that's a really powerful scene, especially because Annabelle feels responsible for what happened yeah. to Emily. Yeah, exactly. Um, Annabelle feels super responsible when she realizes what happened to Emily. Yeah. That... It's like she thinks that that's her fault too. Yeah. Um, well, I mean,
0: which 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 we can understand. Like, if absolutely anybody who's been hurt by someone and that person has gone on and to hurt, hurt another person, else. it's it's hard to not to feel like I could have stopped that. Absolutely. Even if you couldn't have, even yeah. even if there's no way you could couldn't mm-hmm. have, you could have. Um, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, it's just. It's such a good book. There's you so should much read more it. in this book. There's so much
1: healing in yes. this book. Yeah. Um yeah. There's, there's so really much really good <laughs> relational healing and grace yeah. that happens which is just so beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. Um, um and and really good accountability too mm-hmm. in relationships. Like mm-hmm. good models of like healthy friendship. Yeah. Um which I yeah. really like.
0: I will say uh we didn't we didn't get a chance to talk much about mm-hmm. eating disorder yeah. stuff which is unfortunate, but we we are going to uh, talk about eating disorders. We do intend to approach novels about eating yeah, disorders yes, more. Yes, yes. Um, so, if I, I read this book when I was like actively mm-hmm. in an eating disorder, it can be triggering. If you are in yes. the middle of that for the eating disorder mm-hmm. uh, stuff, it can be triggering. However, if you are somebody who is far enough along on recovery, Mm -hmm. that, um, that you're not quite as vulnerable to triggers, that you're not quite as fragile. Yeah. Um, it's worth reading. And, and I would say the same thing with, with being an assault survivor. Mm -hmm. You know, if you're, if it's new, if it's fresh, it might be too hard. It might be Mm -hmm. too much. If you're a little further along, um, in your journey of healing, uh, it's, cathartic and tender and lovely i feel like i feel like i just like we did another episode where i called another book cathartic and tender
1: (laughs) which book i don't remember i just feel like i've used that phrase (laughs) well we read lots of cathartic tender books oh we probably (laughs) we probably said that about Graceling. probably yeah Um. um Yeah, But yeah, this it's... is
0: Just Listen by Sarah Dessen. Very, very good. If you've never read a Sarah Dessen, it's also a great place to start. Yeah. Um, if you can't handle the, the triggers in it, find another Sarah find Dessen. Find another book. one. Because she's got so many. They're, they're, all, they're, <laughs> they're all great. They're all
1: pretty good. And they're yeah. all like, they, they, they're they very varying levels of like real-ness. Yeah. Like yeah. some of them are just kind of fluffy romances, yeah. which is also very fun. Um.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And all the, but Owen's the best one. Yes. Owen's the best dude.
1: Yeah. Well, he's he's so, like, multi-dimensional, and he's so like tender, and he's so tender. Yeah. And, like, I
0: also just like green eyes, mm. and big guys. <laughs> Fair.
1: Thanks for listening to Ya. Yeah. If you want to leave feedback, suggest a book for us to read, or just say hi. Uh, you can send us an email at theyapodcast at gmail.com or tweet at us at yapodcast. You can follow us on Twitter at yapodcast. Um, and individually, uh, Teffer is at TeferBear and I'm at the TheBalesasaurus. You can also support us for free by leaving a rating and review on Stitcher or Apple Podcasts and by sharing this episode with a friend. Uh, Special thanks to Great Bear for letting us use their song Jenny's Groove as our theme music. You can find their music for sale at greatbearmusic.bandcamp.com. This episode was produced and edited by Tom Zlatni as part of the Upford Network. You can find out about all the great shows on our network at upfordnetwork.com. And next week, we are going to be reading uh, the Graceling Trilogy by Kristen Kishore. So that's the books are Graceling, Fire, and Bitterblue. Uh, And they are wonderful, so get excited.